1: At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group, void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
2: And then I think it was such an emotional roller coaster in that it was the high of finding out that I was going to be opening in the West End on my birthday, like everything that I dreamed about basically since I was about seven, to then being sat in my house an hour before I'm supposed to go in for my first like opening night and the government saying that we're going into another lockdown. It was, it was heartbreaking.
0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built For The Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built For The Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial yet, go to the website, builtforthestage.com, and you'll be on your way with seven days working with your own Broadway fitness coach. Special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. If you like the pod, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. All right, let's get to it. As always, we have a really exciting guest on the show today, coming from across the pond we've been making a lot of new friends in the UK, in Australia, uh, all over the place. And we've been having a really great time uh, doing so. So our uh, guest is actually going to be um, hitting the West End in Anything Goes at the Barbican Center. Uh, She'll be playing Hope Harcourt. And uh, this show will open July 23rd. And it recently just announced that Sutton Foster will return as Reno Sweeney. So that's uh, pretty cool news. She made her debut it, uh, in the West End. Um, or on the West End. She can educate me in this in a <laughs> second. But she uh made this uh debut in a Christmas Carol, and there's some uh pretty interesting backstory to that. So can't wait to get into get into that. And she also toured the UK in the Book of Mormon. So please welcome to the pod, Nicole Lily Bazden. Hi, Hi. guys. Hi. So nice uh to meet you. Thank you for being on the pod. Let's just get right to it. Are you making your are you performing on the west End in the West End around the corner of the west End? How do I say this?
2: So I think you guys say on Broadway, but I think we'd say yes. in the West End, so we
0: okay, you. okay, so
2: yeah, in a West End show, so yeah, very exciting
0: okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got that out of the way. Um, you just graduated school not very long ago in 2018 or nineteen? 2019. Mm-hmm. And then you pretty much just hit the ground running with that uh, Book of Mormon tour. How was that coming straight out of school and just hitting the road? What did you learn from that experience?
2: It was a bit of a whirlwind, really, because I did my first audition for Book of Mormon in, I'd say, the December of my final year. At, at university, so it all kind of happened quite fast. I found out that I got the job in February, and we started rehearsals at the end of April. So it was a really quick turnaround. I was kind of thrown in at the deep end a little bit, but I think ultimately it really helped me out. Like I was just thrown in, expected to just kind of get on with it. I was lucky that we had the most amazing like team and cast, so they really helped me find my feet because at times I was a a little bit lost, a little bit nervous going into it. But yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. It was really really
0: good. Shortly after you make your West End debut in a Christmas Carol, tell us about how you kind of going to what you just said. Just you were thrown into it as far as the Book of Mormon, but you learned a lot and you kind of earned your stripes there. How did you walk into a an audition room uh, trying to book your first West End show and come out successful? What was that like for you as a young artist? Uh, in that experience?
2: It was nerve-wracking, definitely nerve-wracking, walking in and you're surrounded by like professionals that you've maybe seen in shows before and you're just walking in as a bit of a newbie but everyone's always been really nice and really supportive so you kind of just got to go in and do your best really and just keep everything crossed. It was weird with the Christmas Carol because we were still in a lockdown here so it was all self-tapes so all the auditions were over zoom or on self tapes um so we only really met everyone when we had our first day of rehearsals so that was a new experience completely walking in blind um and there were a few different measures as well because we were in lockdown so the entire country was in lockdown but if you were working you were still allowed to go in so I'd travel from where I live in west London into central London for rehearsals and it was like a ghost town there was no one around and We had to have tests every two days, and it was definitely a different experience to one I've ever had before.
0: So you get 11 performances in, and then there's another lockdown, and you have to close. Tell us about, well, first, just... Walk us through that 11 performance ride where you'd finally open and you're like, oh, you know, it's happening. But then all of a sudden it's not happening. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so we only rehearsed for, I think it was 10 days just because they were trying to limit the amount of time that we were in a rehearsal room together and whatever because of COVID. Uh, we opened on my birthday actually. So my 23rd birthday was when I opened in the West End. So that was amazing. And then we did a week of previews, which was great. We had an audience. It was just so nice to be back on a stage. I mean, strange because although it was full to the capacity we were allowed, because of the social distancing, it did look quite empty. But, and everyone had masks on, so all the applause was a bit muffled. But we could, we could feel their energy. We knew they were having a good time. Um, and then day before what should have been... No, actually... The day of our press night, so our opening night, which was, ele- well, 10 shows in, uh, there was an announcement on the news from the government that we were going into another lockdown. So we opened on our press night and we closed the next night. <laughs> but I'm just grateful that we managed to get 11 shows in. Wow. In the middle of a pandemic, That that's an achievement.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
0: Uh, there though, a little bit more into the nitty gritty of it, of, of maybe the disappointment, or we kind of talked before the episode about the ups and downs of a career in, in theater and, and life in general, and, and then a fitness journey. Give the, the listeners just a little bit of like the real, (laughs) what was the real life of like getting that news? And because there is, uh, you know, we know that good things happen later with anything goes. So take us take us to the dark place for a second of like how how that experience was and and how it felt to like come out triumphant and and getting another show yeah. uh soon after
2: it was hard i mean the the show was already quite difficult because of we had to do regular testing and it was it was very different from any other rehearsal process or show that i'd ever done so that was already quite intense um and then i think it was such an emotional roller coaster in that it was the high of finding out that I was going to be opening in the West End on my birthday, like everything that i dreamed about basically since I was about seven. To then being sat in my house an hour before I'm supposed to go in for my first like opening night and the government saying that we're going into another lockdown. It was it was heartbreaking. It really was. It was going from like a, a super high waking up in the morning, like, oh my God, I'm making my debut to literally sitting in tears I was crying watching the news just thinking I can't believe it's it's happening again especially as this I think this was the third lockdown that we'd been in in the UK so it was it was a lot it was a bit of anxiety like this is happening and is this going to keep happening is this just going to be a thing we have to get used to now that you never know if if when you get these jobs, how long you're going to be able to do them. I had a bit of like a, I mean, when I got into the theatre, I remember I got to Stage Door and I was on my own and I walked through Stage Door and two of my company members from the cast were just inside Stage Door. And I just remember looking at, and we just all burst into tears. No one said anything, but I think it was just a mixture of the the frustration and And just the the heartbreak, really. It it was just so exciting to have been able to do a show in the middle of the pandemic. So for that to be stripped away within a matter of hours, it was intense. And I think everyone talks about post-show blues. Um, And I remember when um, Mormon got uh, suspended because of COVID and everything, we thought we were only going to be off for three weeks. It turned out to be... Uh, well, it's been over a year now, so <laughs> it's crazy when you think back on it, but that was that was sad enough, but because we didn't really know what to expect and we thought we'd be back quite soon, it wasn't too upsetting at the time, whereas this it was like it was like a flashback it was like deja vu going into it again, like how many months are we gonna have to be back at home doing nothing and i was I was really down for. It. For quite a few weeks, I'd say, after it all got shut down.
0: Yeah. how How much How much longer after until you got the opportunity to audition for Anything Goes?
2: So we closed in. Um, well, it was around the beginning of December. I think it was maybe the the twelfth of December. I think. And I got an initial email from my agent in. I think December just after Christmas to self tape for anything goes. So that was a bit of hope. <laughs> hope. Um but that was exciting to to have that um to have that self tape come through and then they I did one self tape, I got a recall which was exciting which was supposed to be in person, then the rules changed again. We went back into another little lockdown so I had to do another self tape. And then I found out I went in in February for an in-person audition. So I only ended up doing one in-person audition for Anything Goes, which is crazy when I think about it compared to the six or seven wow. rounds I did for yeah. Mormon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy that you just had one in-person because like you were just saying here as well, you could hear about a performer going in up, upwards of 10 times uh, to audition.
2: And that's the norm. But I think now just getting around the pandemic and COVID, that's it. they've had to yeah. figure out different ways. So I went in. I mean, I had a dance call and it was just one on one. It was just me and our assistant choreographer, which I'd never had before. I'm used to being in a room with all these dancers, maybe with a number on. But yeah, it was it was nice. It was weird to get used to.
0: Yeah, did you did you going into that a little bit more? Did you enjoy the one-on-one attention or did you feel like you wished you were kind of hiding in that room of full of people?
2: You know what? I I did enjoy it. It was much more intense. Definitely more intense cuz I think when you're in a room full of people, you can not take your time, but if there's a part that you haven't quite gotten yet, you can kind of slink into the background, go over it in your own time before you have to do it on your own. But when it's just you and the person taking the audition and they say, OK, this is the first date counts. Do it. There's there's nowhere to hide. You've just you've just got to do it. And maybe maybe that was a, a plus. It really pushed me. And it was intense. Probably one of the hardest dance auditions I've ever done because there was just no time to sit back or whatever. You just had to be on it the whole time. Mm. But it was definitely an experience.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that since you were seven, you've kind of had this dream. Is, did I hear you correctly there?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I've always loved musicals. My family have always loved musicals. So it's, it's something I've grown up with from a very young age. But I do remember really vividly being sat at the Drury Lane Theatre on the West End with my mum, and we were watching Oliver. And um, who was it? I think it was Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Bean was playing Fagin. And uh, we were sat there watching it and I can't remember what part of the show it was, but I remember turning to my mum and saying, I want to be on stage like that when I'm older. And that was kind of it. I always loved it. And I'd, I'd been doing dance classes and singing lessons from about three or four. But that was definitely the moment that I thought, oh, OK, these people like they do this every day. This is their job. I can I can do this if I want to. And if I'm lucky enough. Um, yeah. so after that I think my par I'm really lucky that my family are really supportive. So when I said, Oh, I want to start like seriously doing singing lessons and dance classes and and like I started doing some um youth musicals and stuff. We have a lot of theatre companies that do like put on shows for young people. So I really started getting stuck into that. But that was definitely the the turning point for me.
0: So is it your parents, a professor? Is it uh, maybe a current mentor that's a performer? Is it an experience? What has it been for you as a young performer that allows you to feel like you are worthy or uh, you have the capability of holding your own in a room filled of seasoned professionals, especially the cast you're about to step into? Who or what allows you to stay grounded? Um as such a young performer
2: i think my uh, my family i'm very lucky that they've always been very supportive and especially my dad has always said like whatever you put your mind to as long as you work hard enough you can you can achieve it so i think i've they really instilled a good work ethic into me i've always tried to work as hard as i can and be as determined as i can and and learn as much really i love being in a room with other dancers just because I can I can watch them and think well what are they what are they doing that's making them stand out I love the way that they do that I think training never ends I think there can be a little misconception that you do your three years of training and that's it you get your degree or your diploma and you're a professional in musical theatre which technically yeah you are but there's so much that you can learn just by watching and I, yeah, that's always been a thing that my parents have told me. And I had my principal at the school I trained at, Art said, Chris Hocking, he always said his little, um, what's the word? His little piece of advice to us was stand up to the bear. And he said that to us all the time. And he said, you just, whatever you do, just be bold. Even if you walk in and you're surrounded by all these celebrities, like, Broadway royalty or whatever just be as brave as you can push yourself out there because the best results come from when you push yourself so that's always been something that I've tried to do sometimes it's easier than other times but yeah just being as brave as I can even if I'm absolutely shaking and trembling (laughs) just pretending fake it till you make it you know
0: (laughs) It's yeah, that's the truth. Well, everyone listening there, go ahead and get your paint can, paint those sayings on the wall right there. <laughs> Stand up to the bear and the training. The training never stops. Those are two uh, golden phrases right there to live by. I love that. Um, you had met, you had said earlier, I thought I thought it was uh Funny, interesting. You had said you got a recall for Anything Goes, which would I think, in our sense, be a callback. A
2: callback, <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, we get we get recalls over here.
0: <laughs> and then you, you had said you're debuting in the West End, but you had said when you were younger, you went and show, you went and saw a show on the West End. So oh, yeah. now I'm all con- I'm now really- I'm all confused over here. Well
2: now I'm conf- I'm confused. Wait. <laughs> so I mm, so you guys say on Broadway. Or well, maybe I'm wrong. In the West End? On the West No, in the West.
0: Maybe <laughs> Don't quote. <me. laughs> well, we'll we'll leave it as a mystery. Um I saw on your Twitter uh I don't know how old the picture was you were in front of like a boxing ring you maybe were training some type of like yeah tell me about your how you stay in shape outside of dancing or what that what you enjoy to do
2: so when we were in manchester which is where we first opened book of mormon we were there for three months and i got really into box fit which was something i'd never done before but there were two of my castmates who said oh one of them was from Manchester and he said, oh, this is where I used to go when I was younger. Do you do you want to come and try it out? So I thought, OK, I'll, I'll give it a go. A couple of the other boys in the cast had been already and they said, oh, my God, it was so hard. It killed me off. I was aching for days, <laughs> which I was. It was really, really hard. <laughs> but it was like circuits and um, just box fit, really but I really enjoyed it. I think I quite enjoy the high, like high intensity training. Um, So it was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It was something I'd never tried before. And it's something I've not done since, but I would love to get back into if I can find a good class.
0: It's, it's been tough during the, the lockdown just with, you know, your, your gym or a place of fitness has become our homes. Uh, unfortunately i'll say because i enjoy going to a gym over uh you know doing stuff in your home me too i heard a little dog in the background i think did i is, was that a dog that
2: was that we got a puppy over lockdown like like so many others we got a little puppy called lionel <laughs> <was just>
0: gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh lionel uh we love dogs uh over here at bill for the stage uh for sure so um, Nicole, I won't take up uh, any more of your time. I'm super excited for you and the cast of Anything Goes. Thank you. Um, by the time this episode releases, you all have uh, probably opened by then. And uh, yeah, I just wish you the best and thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting to you.
0: My pleasure. All right, everyone, that was Nicole Lily Bazden. If you'd like to see any more about Nicole, you can check out the description of this episode. Uh, We'll have her Instagram handle in there, her Twitter, anything that we think you'd like to see. We'll put that in the description of this episode. Once again, this is Joe Roscoe from Built for the Stage. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website, builtforthestage.com. All right, later.